0: Today's podcast is sponsored by Youth Ministry Booster, an online youth ministry resource network that for $25 a month provides all the graphics, games, visuals, resources, and community support that you need to enhance your large group gatherings. Boost your youth ministry at www.youthministrybooster.com. Get everything you need to make your next teaching series great. Visit www.youthministrybooster.com and get boosted today. for honest reflection in youth ministry. Whether you are 19 and are just getting started, or have been serving in ministry for 19 years, we hope this weekly dose of honesty and humor helps. Welcome to After 9, the most honest conversation in youth ministry.
1: Hello and welcome to After 9. My name is Chad Higgins. And I'm Zach Workin. Zach, how in the world are you, buddy?
2: Man, I'm... It's uh, a little post Easter season. I'm feeling a little uh, just tired, man. It was a busy week last week. We had a lot of happenings. You know, we had the church on Wednesday. We had the Thursday Monday Thursday stuff. We had a little Good Friday action. I had some family stuff for Easter Saturday, and of course, you know, big Resurrection Sunday activities. So it was, it was a little full week. Uh, so I'm kind of feeling the got got the sleepies. Got the sleepies, man. Working on the coffee, but I got the sleepies. Yeah, dude. Easter. We
1: uh, <laughs> let me ask you this question, Zach. Okay, ask me a question. Okay, and and don't give me the cheap answer here. All right. <laughs> okay, no cheaps. What is your favorite thing about the Easter season? Wait, wait, wait. You, you cannot say the resurrection. Uh, like, okay, <laughs> that is a that is a given. We right. get it. Like, Fair. obviously,
2: that is. By far, number one, not even close. Big deal. Big deal. Job defining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Uh, Job and- defining. <laughs> like Easter season? Uh, Easter season, it would be the Reese's egg for sure. Like, there's just something about when you go from cup to like oval that the like the the ratio of peanut butter to chocolate just becomes a little more satisfying. I don't know if that's just like there's gotta be some geometric study that like if your candy were a different shape, would it taste better? But for me the Reese's egg season long, Easter Day, deviled eggs, man. Deviled eggs. I mean Ugh. it's it is so protein rich and also so decadent, right? Because I know that my grandma spent hours making three here. dozen deviled eggs and when i ate nine of them in less than 90 seconds the ratio of prep to like consume time is just like it's crazy but i'll do i love some deviled eggs Man, a little pepper on there Mm.
1: you don't Uh, like the deviled eggs
2: no dude i I ate deviled eggs i thought chad higgins loves fancy things (laughs) (laughs) i
1: do taste for the finer things i do consider myself a fancy man i wear (laughs) i do i do wear um uh, multiple colored socks. Okay. Which I felt, see? Like, is very fancy. You get. Yeah, no, it um, is. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, deviled <laughs> eggs are trash.
2: What? No. Yeah. Okay, well, then what's your favorite Easter thing, Chad? Not deviled eggs. Not having to eat deviled eggs. Just <laughs> that. Not a thing. Not that nobody was making you eat deviled eggs. So what's but your that's, favorite
1: thing? That's actually how I celebrate Easter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you go into a room, you lay out a tray of deviled eggs, like, and you say, yes. No. Thankful no. for the resurrection and not having to eat these trash deviled eggs. The tomb um, is empty and the deviled eggs are unconsumed. It's beautiful. It's a, it's a sermon that preaches itself.
1: No, listen, man. Like for whatever reason, even just the smell of deviled eggs, like oh, I can't, I can't <laughs> do it, man. I cannot do it. When I was a little kid, like I, there, there are very few things in life that I may hate less than deviled eggs, Really? Or more, more okay. than deviled eggs. Oh, okay, okay. Um I can remember as a little kid my mom had to make deviled eggs for something. Easter. No, no, no. It was like some like work party or whatever that she was going to. Like she had to make deviled eggs. And I remember like the smell just like was all through the house. I couldn't get away from it. And I remember she had this like I don't know actual like Tupperware thing that had like placing for all the yeah, deviled eggs yeah. and but she ran out of room in that thing, and she had to use another bowl um just to wrap that bowl, yeah, yeah, and to put the deviled eggs in, and I remember seeing those deviled eggs in that bowl, and from that day forward, I never ate anything out of that bowl, <laughs> that bowl was literally unclean to you, it yeah, was good, good. good. okay. <laughs> Wouldn't touch it. Because literally, like, there were a couple times where my mom would make me something, hand it to me in that bowl.
2: And I'd try to eat out of it. All I could taste and smell was deviled eggs. (laughs) Were eggs. (laughs) Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Chad Higgins has sworn off deviled eggs. uh, Probably because the name devil's in it. That's what I'm going to go with, Chad. That's your theological and spiritual reasoning. That if these eggs have been touched by the devil, then they (laughs) surely should not touch your lips. Uh, So, well, that's fine. Uh, You can mail all the deviled egg orders uh, to Zach Workin uh, at the the bottom. I'll eat all your deviled eggs. Yeah, I don't care how many days old they are. So good. (laughs) So good. No, no, no. It's fine. Deviled eggs are my bacon, and I'll eat them all the time. It's great. No, it's whatever. Uh, but Chad, uh, on after night, we're asking bigger questions than favorite Easter things. Uh, today's question that we've got to jump into before Chad chokes on it uh, is the question related to spring into summer motivation. And I, God, Chad, like you, you, you called me with this question, and it was like you had named the thing that I was feeling in the car ride, and that is just. Uh, the blah, and the Monday, and the blah, and the whatnot, and I just think for a lot of our listeners, this is probably true, that coming off of that busy, monumental, motivating week of Easter, that maybe there's just no gas left in the tank, right? Mm -hmm. Like I feel like we talk about in churches a lot, like defining a win, shaping a win, or building momentum, and I think for me, like we like, instead of like blowing through Easter with it, it's like Easter happened, it blew up, it was exciting, everybody was there. And all I can think about today is not. (laughs) It's just all the no, right? And so I think for a lot of our listeners, maybe identifying why they might feel so stuck on motivation. I think that's one of the questions that we don't ask near enough in youth ministry is how do we stay a little more motivated, right? Like I think there's a lot of things we can do practically and preparing and, and processing and happening and resourcing, but, like, what do you do when you just feel like the the tank's out of gas or the engine's out of go-go? Yeah. <laughs> and so, Chad, help us a little bit. Maybe identify some of those factors, some of those symptoms of this season. Help our listeners connect to why they might be feeling, uh, call it a case of the Mondays or that springtime blues. Like, the sun is shining, and yet, Chad, the last thing I want to do is work. So help us out a little bit.
1: Sure. Well, I think I think for a lot of ministers, I think this time – um, of season is that a little bit right and and so let's let's maybe unpack it let's uh and I know that these um you know explanations may not be true for everyone but I think that for some of us it may be true, true so the fir- yeah <laughs> so for the the first explanation that I may give that we may feel this way um is <laughs> I don't know what else to call it but other than like a little bit of like the Easter hangover right it's like this <laughs> yeah man uh, <laughs> A little programming overbuzz.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, you so many of us have been working really hard up in, to this Easter and and taking on a lot of maybe extra responsibilities, right? And um we know that there's going to be a big crowd there. And so, man, I can remember over seasons where it was like my whole like role some Sunday, you know, some Easter mornings was completely different. I remember one year yeah. that it was like, man, I was in charge of like – um, all, all of like the parking lot and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because the space that we had it wasn't enough room, and so we, we were having people like
2: park down at like the community college and shuttling tra- them in. Just traffic lights and cones. Chad and the vest just working the crowd. Yeah, dude. If there's one thing that I look good in, it's an orange vest. Zach working, especially the mesh ones, little see through. Absolutely, yeah. Because yes. I don't wear a shirt good. underneath them. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, but it's true that on, like, on on Easter Sunday, you probably took on extra, right? Like, I know, like, that's... I love it when I love it when the older generation calls it this because nobody under forty five has worked on a cruise ship unless they've served in the navy. But they'll say things like "all hands on deck," and I'm like, "Well, uh, I've never actually served on a ship that had a deck, but I guess what you mean is <laughs> <laughs> that we should all work really hard." And so, but I think that's right. You know, like I guarantee every person that was a volunteer of any kind this previous sunday easter sunday had at least their minimum responsibilities to fulfill every week and then also added responsibilities. Right. we're all hype right like it's the energy is excitement people are going to show up this sunday that we won't see again until christmas and we're super excited by it because we're not going to be cynical we're not going to be jaded because you know what they're here and when they're here we care about them absolutely but then that's just exhausting right it's exhausting because you can only push so hard so long yeah you know, we work really hard during that, but, but I'll also be
1: I'll be very honest and candid. I think for some of us, you know, it, it seems like we pull out all the punches for Easter and then the yeah. very next week, it feels like we kind of just go right back into the rut that we were yeah, in. Sure. And that can, that can be very depressing as well, right? Like we have this service that you're like, man, I wished every week was like this. And then the very next week, you're going to have like half the attendance,
2: you know. Right, the, right, right, right. Same old lady I, just pounded it out on the organ, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the thing that I'll offer is stop number two on kind of identifying this, like, motivation kind of, like, moment in time, Chad, is that the kind of the cool part about Easter is the hype, is the build, is that boom in attendance, but I guarantee almost every church – The Wednesday or the Sunday after is going to have a few less, right? Like unless unless Easter for you was this springboard into the great beyond, most of us are going to hit that peak and then we're going to kind of fall back down because of spring activities, whether your kids are involved in like end of semester like testing or proms or sporting events or they just have that like – end of like uh semester season finals kind of like worry anxiety studying whatever like this is the season where it feels like oh man everything should be firing and yet for whatever reason not all of my kids are coming back or returning and maybe they're texting me with real reasons or maybe they just, you know, have gone kind of missing for a while, but whatever it is, it seems like this is kind of that weird moment between like the summer programming and activities. There's kind of a wane in attendance. Mm-hmm. And for and for a lot of us that can be kind of like like taxing on our like clarity of purpose and motivation, right? Like if you had a big boom last week and then two thirds or half of them are there this week, you're like, is it me? Did I did I do wrong? Yep. Did I do bad? And that's and that's hard to kind of like get away from, is because you feel that responsibility. But maybe it's not always true. Maybe it's a more sign of the times than the sign of you. So
1: sure, you know, yeah, I think that that that's very true. You know, I've always in student ministry, I've identified um, from right about now until um, I mean May to June, always yeah. seems like there's a wane, and then there's also another one. Um, In October, November.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Because I think if you look at most school schedules, like right now is like height season for like some of your sports stuff, midterms and the finals. And so like the workload of a lot of your students is really ramping up, all those kind of things. And so we see them a lot less, you know, and and it's so, so easy um, to feel either motivated or discouraged by numbers. And, and, You know, my my big encouragement to you all is this, is don't allow those um, to completely determine the success or the failure of your ministry. Well, I think it's really important to be looking at numbers. If we're just looking um, at our numbers from week to week, that, that's not a good representation of actually even how to measure metric numbers inside of your ministry. I'm actually a big proponent of measuring metric numbers inside of ministry. I know that some people will disagree with me on that, uh, but I, th- I think that that's a great indicator that we must look at along yeah. with many others. Yeah. But if your metric numbers that you're looking at is just the weeks previous, yes, that, yeah. that's not a good representation. You need to have um, data um, for multiple years and to be able to look. Look at uh, metrics of numbers in the same season as the previous year to actually yes. give you a better representation um, of how you're doing. Because whether you're up 10 or 15 from the week before um, or one or two or down one or two or whatever your numbers look like, um, a, a much better way to look at those is, okay, what did the same week or week, few weeks look at uh, in the previous year as this year and, and what are we yeah. hoping to get to in a year Um, And that that gives you a better sense of growth.
2: Well, I think that gives a better sense of like (laughs) – of your service there as a minister, right? Because like you're hoping to serve not week to week but year to year, and I think you're you're so right on, Chad, in kind of measuring those season to season because it it seems – more true than not that there is an on and off season for some of the things that we have planned and going on right and so you know don't don't measure from palm sunday to easter sunday measure from easter to easter and give it kind of a fair comparison that way and so no i think that's good and that's that's a way to again numbers are super tangible it's kind of hard to and escape them to escape from them but at least if you're going to do that kind of measuring do a fair measuring for yourself right like like be be kind to yourself and do it in the right kind of way but even if but even if you address that correctly, Chad, let's be honest. There's just sometimes some seasons for us where the apathy can just grow, right? I mean, there's just, I mean, it, I, I know for me that after like a big push into something, there is that kind of like fallout after. We've talked about it in previous episodes, and we'll link to a couple below. That like right after like the big camp or the big weekend, because you've like made that space and stretched yourself, that eventually the rubber band snaps back. <laughs> And sometimes the snapback either looks like a super long nap or like a short kind of burst of, of – well, burst is maybe the wrong word, but a short kind of season or still of apathy, right? Like you did all this extra and so now you just feel like you want to do all that less, right. <laughs> kind of that, that positive to negative kind of momentum swing. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the things too
1: during the season that I think goes right along with that, it, that I've always identified for myself and, and you all may not – um be in the same places that that I am and the things that excite me in ministry but man I always I love the like planning the brainstorming the dreaming aspects it always seems like this season right like We've we've already got back from our spring break mission trip, right? Yeah. We've already done Easter, and so the next thing on the horizon is like camp for In us. Like
2: July, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and
1: for me, like I've already done like my brainstorming of camp, and like my you know art's done, and I know what's going to happen, and so now it's just like gathering all the cones that i'm gonna need and you know yeah. what i mean like getting all the supplies and and making sure all the paperwork is filled out and, right. and th- those kind of things to me in the job were always these things this was like oh it's got to get done and i always yep. felt yep. like well i can get done tomorrow you right. know what i mean <laughs> yeah
2: and, and i always wanted wondered... a volunteer that could do that <laughs> You're like, Susie, what do you got going on
1: Saturday?
2: Can I borrow the secretary to do some filing for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, and, that, um,
2: and, that, and that's one of those things that like, ah, oh, man, we have to name it for what it is and just know that there is some drudgery that comes with the job, right? There, There is some drudgery of task and some drudgery of season that comes with the job because not everything is deciding what exotic location you're going to plan for camp or or mission trip or what cool hip new theme that you're going to spoof or do for the next kind of event or fall retreat. Some of it some of it is filing student paperwork and running triplicate copies of health forms, right? Like some of it is that stuff that just goes with the responsibility of and so, yeah. All right.
1: I'll pick I'll, I'll point you to two more things. That okay. were always like motivational killers for me. And I think that they're somewhat okay. tied, but, but not really. The first one is the weather is starting to get really nice. Oh, yeah. And I just (laughs) want to be outside. Yes, yes. You know, and so it's like – Get me out
2: of this school cafeteria. Get (laughs) me out of this office. Get me out of the thing that they call my office that used to be a broom closet (laughs) because I want sunshine.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and so then I start playing this like mental gymnastics, right? I'm like, I'm sure that I could take my laptop – on the porch of, you know, Starbucks or some coffee shop. And I'll get work, work done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I end up just, you know, sitting out there, drinking coffee and reading stuff. And, and, and not a bad idea. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll even point to that maybe later in this afternoon of, or later in this evening. Um, but uh, we uh, – we want to we guard ourselves against some of those kind of things and make sure that we're doing it in a healthy way to where we're not just going, all right, I want to get away from work and get out of the office. Yeah. Uh, but we're doing things that actually do help us um, to get some more things done in a healthy way for us and for our ministry. But here's the thing that I think may or may not be tied with it. It always seemed like this time of the year with my students – As, like, weather was getting nicer, spring has come, the sweaters come off, right? There always just seemed like there was this level of, like, unneeded teen drama that happened. Okay. Like, I don't know if I'm the only one that has ever, like, experienced this, but it always seemed like this this time of year that was, like new boyfriend-girlfriend relationships or, like, the dumping of the winter boyfriend. Well, dude,
2: yeah, you got to get rid of the spring fling for that summer (laughs) romance, right? You can't have baggage going into June. Come on, come on! (laughs) And so it just always seemed like we were
1: dealing with, like, student drama this time of year. And I know that it wasn't, like... A seasonal thing right like we're not going to point to like April when all the kids go crazy right um, but good there's
2: time. good point to April
1: <laughs> <laughs> but there just seems like there is just some unneeded hormones that were all over the place
2: Again, man, it's one of those sometimes it just makes us a little more averse this time of year, <laughs> whether it's to the office or to the drama. Yeah. Uh, I think we're looking for we're looking for uh, motivation in all other kinds of places. And so right. yeah, I think those are great things to name as the problem. We're going to take it to the break and when we come back. We're going to help get you unstuck from your motivation that just feels dead in the water. So come back with us. Enjoy the second half of the episode when we talk about how to get you unstuck in ministry. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. We want to tell you about a free thing that we have for you. We've got a webinar Thursday, April twentieth, on evangelism. We're calling it "Get Salty." That's right, getting salty in an evangelism way, not in like an angry, bitter, or whatever kind of way. We've got some great guests: Ryan Baldwin, Acton Bowen, and Chad Higgins are going to share some amazing insights on evangelism. It's free. Catch it live thursday april 20th at 1 p.m or catch the replay check the link in the show notes you'll want to watch it either live or on replay and maybe pick up some goodies along the way it's free it's fun it's a chance to learn and grow check it out get salty webinar thursday april 20th 1 p.m Hey everybody! Welcome back to episode seventy-six of After Nine, where we are trying to unstick your stuck motivation. It is the, uh, Chad. Uh, I'm still, I'm still trying to to to, to take in all the stuff from the first half of just how true it is that I look around and my numbers weren't what they were a week ago. I kind of care a little less. I kind of want to be here a little less. And yet I know I'm called to this thing called youth ministry. So, okay, you named my problem. You got me. I do feel stuck, but I'm out here listening. So help me, Chad Higgins, get unstuck <laughs> from feeling motivational yeah. this season. So, Zach, let's
1: let's talk through some of the big problems that we talked about in the first half of this ex- episode and maybe give some solutions.
2: Okay. So, number one, you told me my kids are all even. Thank <laughs> Thanks. Way to name that hurt and that wound. Everybody was there for Easter and I now have sixty-one percent of my ninety-four percent active attendance this Wednesday. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. What do I do? How do I deal, Chad Higgins? Mr. Mr. I love to count. Counting's great. Help me deal <laughs> with the hurt of having two thirds of my kids from Sunday here on Wednesday. Yeah.
1: So the the big thing that I think we have to remember is this. We we gave a reason in the first half of the episode of maybe why your numbers are a little less, right? Sporting events, um, added midterms, finals coming up, all of those kind of things. School is really ramping up. I'll even throw in the last one that we talked about. Maybe there's just some added drama in these students' lives, right? <laughs> I broke um, up
2: with him. I'm not coming back to church for four weeks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now that, that's a completely different thing that we brought oh, okay, 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 okay. Um. Oh gosh, I'm sorry. You just there was all this like f- you. <laughs> fear and dread. I started having this like tick. Um. So I, I think that one of the things that we can do in that when we start to feel discouraged um, with those kind of things, I think that we're looking at it maybe with a, a little bit of an unhealthy heart, right? Okay. Um. I, I think us as ministers, okay. we've got to get to this place when. Um, When we see trends like that happening in students, that we don't just like slam our head against the desk and go, they just need to get here. But we need to, as ministers and shepherds, start to step back and look and go, okay, we understand this pattern that students begin to walk through during the season. How are we actively engaging and ministering to them at, at where life has them? Right? Yeah, yeah. And so how are we getting creative during this this season? You know, Susie may not be there every Wednesday night like we would love her to be. Yeah. And while she's not there, I'm not going to make an excuse for her or against her, but the reality is she's not there, right? Yeah, yeah, And so we can either be frustrated with Susie that she's not there, or we can try to begin to minister to Susie where she's at in her life. Yeah. You know, because for her, she may not understand fully the importance of community with the body, right? She may not understand how amazingly awesome you are as a youth minister, right? Um, (laughs) She'll learn. She'll learn. (laughs) She'll pick it up. One of the things that we've – I think – I know that me as a minister, like I always want to get better at is when I see Susie um, in the community – that my first response is, man, we've really missed you. In, oh, no. in a way, right, Zach, and I think we have to protect our heart in a way that is not actually condescending. Yes. Even if we have a smile on her face and and she knows nonetheless, I think there's a part of us, if we're going to be honest and examine our heart – that we're like, man, she ought to get to church, you know?
2: And if, if I could speak, speak a little more truly to that, man, that's something that our leaders will pick up from us really quickly um, either way. And so that's one of the things that I think is worth mentioning, not just for you because you as a leader are like, well, I, I don't mean that. I don't do that on purpose. They know I'm kidding, but your leaders hear the language that you use for students that are like hit or miss, and then they use it. Like I am so guilty of having a leader at one point that was like every time he'd be like, well – It's good to see your face around here, and like I saw the look drop on a student once, and realized that he had heard me say it, and thought that was an acceptable kind of greeting, and that is not not the way we need to be communicating with our students. That we we do not always know the reason for their infrequency, and so no matter what, as 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 hard as it may be for you, like personally or emotionally relationally. Any time a student is opting to be at your setting in the church that you are, you know, pastoring, leading, ministering to, take it as a chance for grace and ministry, and not for guilt, because it is yep. so easy to kind of give it that that elbowing, like, well, looks like she must have dumped that boyfriend or whatever. But do not spread that through your leaders because they will pick up on it, right. and that will become the festering thing that develops the kind of clickishness that we want so desperately to work against as ministers and so if if you have clicks form in your group or if you have that kind of like leader mentality that if you haven't been here in a while when you come back we're going to rib you about it know that it probably started with you or was at least permissible enough by you that it's been an acceptable norm in your community. So I'm sorry, soapbox, but oh, please, please, please dial back the shame <laughs> meter. Sure.
1: Well, and I think that this is just a phenomenal opportunity for us to really, like you were talking about, show grace, show yeah. love to the student. And I think it's part of us growing as ministers because if at the end of the day, our hope is that these students see the great love of Christ? Yes. May we be more concerned of showing them that every opportunity we get rather than being really disappointed in the opportunities that they miss because they're not there. Yeah, and, yeah. and so, man, I, I just, I know that for myself, I, I know that that can encourage my heart when I see those students that aren't there. That I get the opportunity of, man, how do I love on this student right now, right here, in the five minutes that I'm going to have standing in line with them at Burger King or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, man, I think we've got to be diligent in those what what's one of the next ones we talked about, Zach?
2: So the waning attendance, I think you got to address the, the waning attendance and the growing drama. The second one, man, is, is that apathy that grows sometimes where we just seem to care a little less. I think this is kind of like the catch-all for the thing that we talked about of just like you did so much, you planned so much, and now it just seems like everything you have left to do is the stuff you don't care to do. And so Chad Higgins, help us kind of like get unstuck from that. Like sure. camp's already planned. We know what we're doing this summer. We're super responsible. Everything's on the calendar. Now it just feels like we're in the waiting game, and I either don't know what to do or I don't want to know – I don't want to do what I have left to do. So help me get unstuck from that.
1: All right. I've got to – to do this, Zach, I've got to talk to future Zach
2: right now. OK. All right. <laughs> How far in the future?
1: Not far, Zach. We're talking okay. about Zach working mid-July here
2: okay so i still have my hair but well
1: that is unknown all right pace that's fallen out really (laughs) ouch future zach yeah i'm listening um you're you're about to go to camp buddy okay like it's happening next week i don't want to you know what? You know what's gonna happen maybe a couple of weeks after that? You're heading on a mission trip, buddy. Oh man. Okay. Again. Again. <laughs> Again. You're gonna be on a plane for many hours. Why? You're gonna lead a group of students. Why? It'd be fantastic, buddy. Okay. And and here's the thing. There are all these little last minute things that you've got on your plate right now. Okay, that you feel overwhelmed with and there's yeah. no there That's is nice. there is no time um to do all these things. Zach, I want you to think back to to the end of April when you were sitting there twiddling your thumbs (sighs) and you were just thinking about Mother's Day and how much you didn't want to find 14 students to pass the offering plate. And (laughs) And the roses at the end. (laughs) (laughs) To hand out roses and to do a cantata. Oh my gosh. And And then you were thinking about <laughs> what dumb graduation gift you were going to give all of these students at the end of the
2: service? It's true. It's true.
1: <laughs> Maybe you'll give them a laundry basket or a Bible with their name on it. Um,
2: <laughs> so you're, you're telling me that when, when I watched all those Marvel tra- trailers about the movies that were coming out this summer, instead of getting the stuff done that I didn't want to do, now it's coming back to haunt me?
1: No, no. The Marvel trailers were definitely still worth it. Okay. Like, okay. You- <laughs> no, no. But here's the thing, man. Like it, it is during this season of time that we always want to procrastinate and put things off. That does you know make that's us- right. That does make us feel overwhelmed and just like beaten on in mid-July and and end of August and all those kind of things. And as as much as we want to continue to put those off because we're just coming off Easter, we've been busy, all those kind of things. Man, dig down deep, find time, knock a lot of that kind of stuff out. Get yourself set up. To where you are, man, a couple of months out on things that your talks are already written, you know where you're going, man, these things are already done, and knock that out now. You're going to want to procrastinate. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) Because, man, one of the things that I know to be true about myself in the midst of ministry, if I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off doing final minute details, I'm not present in the moment. Okay. And when we're talking about these big ministry opportunities like camps and like mission trips, right? And all of those kind of things, youth ministers, please, please, please hear me today. Let's stop waiting until the last moment to plan details that we distract our own heart and our own spiritual life, that where we come into those places empty. Mm. You know what? One of the things that helped me so, so much, even just on a bigger scale, I tried to make it to where my Wednesday every week was my most relaxing, peaceful day. Okay. Because I knew that that night, like spiritually so much was going to be asked of me and that I wanted to be so in tune with what the Holy Spirit was speaking to my heart and my mind that I was communicating to students that I didn't want to be running around planning a game and getting final supplies and all of those kind of things. Like I I wanted to be able to roll into Wednesday night feeling great, being energized, and ready to minister. But I think a lot of times we wait until the last moment, we say yes to too many things, and we we don't have the opportunity uh, to really, really do this well. And and, and so, man, during this season of time, may your motivation be yourself in mid-July, right? Yeah, yeah. And and so be thinking about those things. What can I knock out now to be done with it? That way when July comes and I'm walking into those, like, taxing things – Man, may that day before, may you twiddle your thumbs
2: and thank the Lord for it, right? (laughs) Well, and I would just add, Chad, like if you're a veteran youth minister and you know what needs to get done and aren't getting it done, I love you, brother or sister, but it's on you. It's on you. Okay. You, knew, you knew you needed to get the stuff okay. together for the theme night for Thursday night of camp. You had planned it out. You had the great idea. You just didn't get around to going to picking it up or ordering it or whatever. And so the, a week and a half before camp, you're, you're doing the stuff instead of three months before camp when you could have done it but you didn't do it. And so you are having less time to get yourself spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and, and, and just flat out ready for the thing that you wanted to be about and get done. And so if if it's something that catches you off guard, great. That happens. Make a note for next year. But if you knew you needed to get it done and you wasted that Tuesday just doing nothing, just doing nothing in April, don't have that July regret. And so I think for some of that apathy stuff, Chad, it is that motivation of I know what's coming, so I'm going to get it done now. But mm-hmm. I think the second half too is making, making our life a little more digestible, right? Like I think we, we sometimes in, in the middle of the season, let the season overtake us. And so instead of trying to get three to four things done a day, we do zero things today and 13 things next week. Well, don't like just like plan out a couple things, three or four things every day and savor the satisfaction of getting a few things done today. Don't embrace the nothing. <laughs> Get a few done and then just know that if you got it done today by 2 p.m., that's awesome. Or if you only had the three things that you could think of to do today, then you had a little extra time to work on the next thing that we'll talk about, which is enjoying the season. And so uh the last one on the list, Chad, was being averse to the office. <laughs> I would say enjoy the season, the literal season for what it is, and enrich yourself. So don't be averse. Be enriching. And so if that means – man, I just – I don't really want to be working on this stuff right now. Then don't do nothing. Enrich yourself. Listen to a great podcast. Read a book. You know, savor a little bit. Write for the enjoyment of writing. Maybe take some Bible study notes that are just for you. Right? Like don't don't do the work for the work's sake. Don't write every lesson into a sermon or a talk or a small group guide. Just savor and enjoy and refill the tank. And if that means going on the porch. At Starbucks, if that means taking your laptop just right outside the church building, right? So uh, one of my favorite people in the whole world, her practice, when it gets sunny and nice, uh, I joke that it's her lizard time, but she'll go outside and just sun and warm herself with her laptop, (laughs) and just work on stuff yeah. just because for her like like typically the office is chilly and so she just wants to be outside and so it's just one of those like it's just change location enjoy the scenery don't, don't yeah. long and pine for what you don't have but go right outside and enjoy and do right and read and refill this job is so taxing this work can be so rewarding but it also is so draining and so heavy and if you don't have the time to refill who you are it will not only take the best of you it will take the most of you and so let it let this season of downtime be savored for what it is and so don't do nothing time but have it be refill time and fc if you don't want to be in the office, get outside the office. Get outside the broom closet that you're calling an office and sit on the curb or the porch or the sidewalk and enjoy it for what it is.
1: Yeah, man, I, I think that that's so great. And I think a lot of that is knowing yourself, right, knowing um, how you work the best and, and ways to get the most um, out of your product productivity and all those kind of things. Um, but, man, just I, I love how you put that, Zach, just the time of enrichment – And I would I would point our listeners to this. Maybe during this season is a time of growth for you. Yeah. Um, And I will I will point out something that is actually going to be happening uh, this Thursday. And so um, this this Thursday being the twentieth, the twentieth, yeah, yeah, yeah. my bad, the twentieth is um, we're going to be hosting a webinar. Um, talking about evangelism on the the twentieth of April, and so uh, if you 're listening to these po- these podcasts up to date and and all those kind of things this this Thursday, uh, Zach and myself will be hosting a webinar uh, talking about evangelism. We have a guy named Brian Baldwin who works with the Oklahoma Baptist General Convention as the the evangelism specialist for student ministry um, and then a uh, a nationally known communicator acted Bowen. Um, who he begins to unpack, um, some great things on evangelism. The whole heart of that is how do we as, um, youth ministers teach our students to be evangelistic? And, and so, man, we hope that you join us for that. Zach, you want to tell them a little bit of, of how to get registered and how to be a part of that. It's completely free.
2: Absolutely. So we'll have a link in the show notes. And if you are listening to this after the 20th, no worries. The link is still good. You still can catch the replay of it. It won't be live, but it'll be running. And it's a great way for you to check out um, some – just some learning stuff about evangelism. I feel like uh, there's a lot of books and a lot of handouts on how to do, but I think we're going to address a lot of the heart issues of maybe sometimes when we get in the way as youth ministers uh, or sometimes when maybe our own strategy gets in the way of the students actually being active in it. And so, uh, the links in the bottom you can click, you can sign up. We just need your email so we can send you the stuff about it and so it 's free to view on any kind of browser you have on your phone or your laptop or your tablet uh, and so it'd be a great little hour long video of stuff either live or on replay for you to check out on stuff related to evangelism.'re um, giving some stuff away, so check it out for yeah. freebies and goodies uh, but it's it 's good man, and I think that 's one of those kind of ways there 's a lot of stuff in youth ministry being circulated around right now, so check it out, find it. Uh, and just know that man, brothers and sister, like this is a good season for you to grow. Don't just don't just grow by having to do what's due next week, but grow for growth's sake. Uh, mm-hmm. a growing youth pastor is one that will have a growing ministry. Like as you grow, I, I know it to be true, your ministry will grow with you. Absolutely.
1: Hey, thank you so much for joining us uh this week at after nine. Make sure to um ship all of your old deviled eggs to Zach Work and um, he loves those. Put them into a soggy box and send them his way. Uh, <laughs> we love you guys, and we will see you there.
2: It's true. We love you. Thank you for listening. If you get a chance, subscribe, rate, review, but share with a friend. A fellow youth worker, youth minister, needs some encouragement this week. Help him out. Stay motivated. Stay encouraged.
0: Thanks for listening to After Nine. To continue the conversation, find us on Twitter or Facebook. After 9 Ministry or visit wwwafter to subscribe and learn more.
2: That was good. Mm-hmm. That was better than I thought. Okay, so where are we taking him? <laughs> that was better than I thought.